Speaking of sucking hard, you are listening to a patron-only episode of Boku No Stop. Hello and thank you. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... John. And Matt. This week, we are beginning Season 8, covering Jujutsu Kaisen, which Matt will tell me the text he copied in from Wikipedia about it. (laughs) (laughs) I made some changes. Come on. I removed all the links this time just for you, Chris. I removed several of them. Don't lie to me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, we're watching the anime, which is... uh, On our anime podcast, are you sure? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, You know, there, there are manga podcasts out there. I hear some of them are good. I cannot imagine something I want to do less with my time. (laughs) (laughs) My desire to do that is down there with my desire to record this podcast. Mm -hmm. Manga Splaining is supposed to be very good. Uh, I've heard that from multiple people and several of them that are not manga sickos. That's a good name for that podcast. (laughs) It it is. Uh, Anyway, the series was or is written and illustrated by I'm going to call this Guga. I think so. It's not Gigi. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly in Japanese, but Akutami. Uh, And the anime aired on JNN from October 2020 to March 2021. So this is the most recent thing. But the series is a sequel to uh, Akutami's Tokyo (laughs) Metropolitan Curse Technical School, which is actually getting a movie adaptation uh, under the new title Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. And that is releasing in theaters in December 24th. So it might actually come out before this episode. so that's cool. But yeah, that's not true. This episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a fun weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. Next week, you can check out Juju Kaisen Zero. <laughs> yeah. Check it out if you're in Japan and understand Japanese. Just move to Japan and go to a theater. Two things that you can totally definitely do right now. You, you know, so somebody tipped me off to this um Instagram things called cheap houses in Japan. And it's like, you can buy a house in Hokkaido for like $30,000. And like, I swear to God, I'm very tempted. Oh my God. Actually. Yeah. Well, because the expectation is that you're going to bulldoze the plot and build a new house on it. Yeah. That's probably the case. What if I don't though? The picture of the houses actually look pretty okay, but there's probably something horribly wrong with it. Yeah. Ghosts live there. That's why you bulldoze <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Well, just eat a finger and fight them off. Mm-hmm. Speaking of ghosts, the series. So uh, something that I thought was super interesting about Akutami, though, is that like that's not their real name. A pet name, you say? It's a pen name that they've been writing with since like 2014. And like their true identity is still completely unknown. That's not, I don't think that's terribly surprising for mangaka. <laughs> that's what happens when you make Bitcoin and a manga. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. But like the the idea of a pen name going so long undiscovered seems weird from like from an American standpoint where people would obsess over things like that. I mean, we're also talking about the place where like you have, um, oh, what's his name? Like Yoko Taro going around with like a mask, <laughs> you know, with a meal head. <laughs> yeah, that's and, true. And not the only one. I think also um, I want to say it's. Nakatani Neo also like wears like a pigeon mask when she goes out for interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole pigeon head. It's very funny. Let's get going. We're going to start talking about. Oh, I don't want to read that. Episode one. <laughs> uh, Ryomen, Ryomen Sukuna. Hold on. Hold on. I already said it. Shut up. <laughs> we open with a lovely POV shot of some feet as a voice says, good morning. I've seen this video many times. A child wakes with his hands tied behind his back, and another one asks, which one are you right now? 
The questioner gives his name, Gojo Satoru, and he says he's in charge of the first years at Jujutsu High. This makes the child remember something, and he tries to get up, but he's bolted to the floor, and the walls are covered in seals. Gojo says that he doesn't think he should be worrying about others, and tells us the prisoner's name is Itadori Yuji. Gojo then says it's been decided that Yuji will be secretly executed. And then we get our intro, where the song is fine, I guess, but the animation, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's maybe maybe uh maybe a symptom of just watching a lot of uh old anime nineties uh Gundam lately. And to make it look good, buddy. But holy shit, the animation is so smooth and just it feels like there's so much money there. Oh, the mo- oh yeah. Some of the best animation I've seen is later in this episode when guy goes around the corner and like the number of frames and the way the rotation is drawn, fantastic. This has to be significantly CG, right? Like, I guess it's all like drawn digitally, but like, I wonder how much of that is adding to the fluidity of it. Oh, that had to. Yeah, that probably is playing a part. So now we uh, come back in on Itadori uh, answering a phone call from a hospital. He's no longer chained to the floor at this point. He's been calling the hospital repeatedly and just asking about how his grandfather is doing. But the nurse doesn't seem to want to talk to his grandfather at all, which we'll find out why. Uh, She brings the phone to his grandfather and he immediately screams that Itadori shouldn't come to see him and that he should instead go to his club mm-hmm. really wants him to go to the club uh it can be heard throughout the hospital the funny thing is they're literally playing telephone like the nurse is on the phone with the grandfather but has the other line up with uh Itadori on it and so and Itadori's hearing it through the other phone right yeah and the nurse is just like you heard him it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so now, uh, yeah, the nurse wants to know what kind of club he's in, but uh, he just says that he'll come by tomorrow morning. He doesn't want to talk about his club too much. Uh, we now cut to a new scene at night. Kid was wandering around and uh, finds an outdoor cabinet that looks pretty ominous uh, by the way it's shot. And uh, wonders if they would really keep a cursed object here in a cabinet outside of a school. Uh, he opens it, however, and uh, the object that he expects is gone. He makes a quick call and the uh, the person on the other end of the call says that they aren't going home until the item is recovered. You know, the fact that he thinks about why is this here is kind of stupid, considering that he then later says, oh, yeah, every school has this. I guess it's I yeah. guess it's like he's saying that one of this like power, like this level of magnitude should. Yeah, that's because he knows how strong it is going into it. The question is, why would it be outside in a cabinet, not somewhere in the school where no one would find it, like under the boiler or whatever? Oh, yeah. Or like shoved in a Mm -hmm. wall. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that it's outside in a field in a very prominent cabinet is the thing he has a question about. Fair enough. That makes sense. I don't know. It looks cool. It does look cool. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a classroom door where uh, there's a sign that says uh, Occult Phenomenon Research Club. And Itadori asks his club members, uh, Sasaki and Iguchi, if uh, are they really sure what they're about to do? And then there's a a beat where everything is super serious. And it turns out they're like using a Ouija board, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I I forget what it is exactly that they like figure out from it, but it's real silly. Oh, they asked the Ouija board what uh, animal could best him. And it turns out to be a sea angel. One of those tiny little like plankton creatures. That's pretty funny. But speaking of the devil, uh, the class president barges in and slams a paper on the table, telling them that their club is canned for doing no activities. I love him, by the way. 
like yeah. real like Ida vibes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, like they're not doing any activities and they don't have enough members, which will come up a little later. But uh, Sasaki tries to cover on the activity side and pulls out a book and starts detailing an investigation about how their rugby field is cursed. Uh, because uh, there's a body buried in there, essentially. Yeah, real Jimmy Hoffa. And it's caused like half the team to get sick. And it turns out that <laughs> you know, after this really long, really detailed explanation, the uh, the class president just goes, yeah, no, everyone just got ticks. And there was a very detailed screen of like, these are ticks, and this is how you get sick from them. <laughs> so the class president is still undeterred about canceling the club, and... Part of the reason why is because they're also taking up a, a club room, which is like kind of a big deal, especially for like a silly club with like three people in it, which actually is only two people because Itadori is not registered with the occult club. He is registered with the track and field club, which is surprising because Itadori said that he fit, you know, he actually filled the uh, the club form for the occult club. And it turns out that's because the track coach who butts in right now, basically says that uh, he changed the registration for Itadori so that he would be on the track and field club because he could not stand having uh, Itadori not on the team because apparently he's a fucking god. <laughs> he turns out to be an absolute <laughs> unit. Yeah, like, that's that's the thing that's the weirdest part about this show so far to me is just that, like, how is he, like, superhuman already before any of this happens it's real silly right and we, we get like a throwaway line about a, like a secret of his parents that he just doesn't want to fucking hear. It, it it reads to me like yeah he's a superhero don't think too much about it let's just go yeah i would have believed it more if it was like he was like eh, decent but normal and then he gets like turned super but i you, you're right though they're definitely seeding something about his parents that is probably feeding into that which is why the grandfather wanted to tell him about anyway we'll get to that anyway itadori <laughs> refuses to join the track and field club and they agree to a race to settle the matter which is funny because they don't do a race they throw shot put <laughs> <laughs> the whole scene is like played up pretty well especially because like the entire time everyone is so extra and the president is just like uh it's very i think there's like a scene where they, they actually like highlight him in the background like just going like what the hell's going on yeah he, he gets a spotlight on him and like and his figure is like smaller than everyone else's in the background it's pretty mm -hmm. great so we cut outside to the rugby field and the mysterious boy from the night scene is here and we see a monster swimming through the dirt and he just goes i wonder if a dead body was buried here to <laughs> cause this <laughs> pretty good <laughs> I'm going to have to rewatch this because I was unable to enjoy most of this, given how frequently you had to, I had to pause for notes because uh, it's pretty fast moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. And it comes up more later. But the amount of overtalk that is in this, like, I haven't noticed, like a lot of anime that I watch don't really have multiple characters talking over each other. Mm -hmm. The show loves to do it. And it's kind of hard to keep up with sometimes. My favorite thing is the subtitles for all the things written on the van. And one of them is just a broken van. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing of like when someone writes like clean me on in the dust on a car. It's just someone broke the van first. <laughs> 
So the boy is wandering around searching for the missing cursed object, but he's unable to find it because of how powerful its presence is, like hard to pinpoint in that large of a field. Uh, and he wanders onto the track where Itadori and the coach are competing. The coach is a national record holder in shot put and is like throws like 17 meters. And then Itadori just like throws it 30 and also destroys the soccer goal instantly. Yeah, it gets like <laughs> stuck in the in the crossbar yeah. or whatever. Very good. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, 31. <laughs> so there's a big scene here where Sasaki tries to tell him he doesn't have to stay in the occult club just for them. But Inadori prefers it because it allows him to be home by 5 p.m. for personal reasons. Also, as he walks away, the track coach has a bunch of shot put balls just stacked on top of his head and shoulders for some reason. Oh, because he, he goes into complete shock and then everyone is just clowning on him. Like all the other students that were watching are like taking pictures of him while he's like, like frozen. Yeah, there's a lot of good comedy taking of pictures. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The um, mystery boy is impressed by Itadori. Itadori runs by him on the way home, but as he does, the boy's senses just fucking like pop off and he detects the cursed object, the cursed object's presence. However, Itadori is uh, absolutely way too fast and is gone before he can even say anything. So on his way out to uh, visit his grandfather, Itadori stops to uh, buy some flowers. And uh, when he comes by, his grandfather, uh, as we expect, is uh, very upset that he came instead of going to his club. Um, he just tells him that his club ended at five, so his grandfather is grumpy, but he's all right with it. His grandfather rolls over and wants to tell him something about his parents before he dies, but Itadori just tells him that he's not interested and tells him that he can uh, stop acting like a cool guy uh, as he dies. I love the line here. Every man wants to go out in style, you know? Also, this is very yeah. funny I in what love... happens in 30 seconds. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, that's... The... <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. T- talk about like ridiculous pacing. Because <laughs> this comes off as just yeah. clowning on your grandfather. And um, then his grandfather dies in 20 seconds. And then it's like it just whiplashes uh, very, very hard. <laughs> right. Also, just I love this grandfather. Yeah, he's great. I wish he stuck around like at least for like yeah. three or four episodes. I mean, I get why they did it, but, you know. It's about cursed objects and spirits. Maybe he'll be written back in at some time. Oh, that's a That'd thought. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I need to start reading this. Uh, don't start reading this. You're going to ruin the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 17 volumes in manga, so I, I'd assume that that's uh, further than the show goes. I don't know. Uh, I think it's currently on hiatus, though, because... Uh, what is it? Akatami uh, is, like... Uh, taking taking note from every mangaka, he is out due to uh, health issues. Oh, fun. Not fun, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty rough. Not fun at all. I do like that the show's premise turns into like how to eat fried worms. Very funny to me. Uh. <laughs> oh. well, you know, I'm, I'm very okay. disappointed that so. the second finger he eats, they don't like season it first. You know, just like slap a little salt on it. You know, that would probably help. Fry it up, make a little, uh, make a little roux. <laughs> I, I would not turn that into a roux. That sounds gross. Hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hot dog. Yeah, put on yeah, some ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Maybe some mustard if you're little feeling, you know, frisky. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, guys, at this point, the uh, the grandfather gets crazy solemn 
uh, and starts talking about how he's going to die alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sick own on Itadori, by the way. He's, yeah, he's right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he tells him that he tells his grandson that, you know, he's strong, um, tells him to save others. Uh, he doesn't want him to worry about what other people think. Just save as many people as possible so he doesn't die with no one else in the room. He should die surrounded. He then just gets quiet for a while and we get a shout of the nurse's phone ringing. Uh, Itadori is um, at the phone, uh, unable to say anything, just uh, really holding back tears. Uh, his grandfather uh, finally passed away. Uh, Itadori ends up packing his belongings, filling out some uh, last paperwork and just chatting with the nurse. Uh, and he tells the nurse that he just he can't mope around because his grandfather would be mad. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, the mysterious boy appears in the hospital hallway and introduces himself as Fushiguro from Jujutsu High and demands to speak to Itadori immediately. And Itadori is like, dude, now is not a good time. Please don't. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> Fushiguro tells him about cursed objects and that Itadori definitely has one on him. And Fushiguro tells Itadori that most of Japan's deaths come from curses, which are monsters. We're probably going to mostly call them monsters, but in the show, they're called curses. And mm -hmm. they are born of negative emotions. And there are places uh, that will regularly have talismans around to protect the area. And one of them is like hospitals is a place where there's a lot of yeah, hospitals and schools are where the negative emotions are. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> like <laughs> you would think that every single like office building would have one, right? Subway. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally like pretty much anywhere that there's a suicide net in Japan. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah. There's, there should be like <laughs> cursed objects all over the place because, you know, Life is cursed. <laughs> you can find one at pitchdrop.cash. <laughs> You're cursed right now for paying us. Uh, so wait, you renewed that one and not technical dive pro. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm sorry because no one has told me they're unwilling to type pitchdrop.cash uh, into a web browser. <laughs> cowards. Uh, our URL shit posting days are over rip. But anyway, the way it works is that you need to have a talisman that has a lot of evil in it to keep the lesser evil curses away. But they they cover the, the actual cursed objects in seals, the, the paper seals. And over time, uh, the seal weakens and that draws uh, weaker curses towards it to absorb it. So in a worst case scenario, something eats the uh, the cursed object and then becomes extra cursed. Well, no, the cursed object consumes the other curses and becomes more powerful. This, okay, I think, the other way around. Yeah. So then you have a even bigger, better, more murderous curse sitting there protecting you, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. It's like how the cops protect us from crime. It's all it's <laughs> what? Yeah, you're right. It is, they are quite cursed. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Why are you booing? Because I'm right. not booing. Uh, and uh, so apparently the one Itadori has on his person is an especially dangerous special grade one curse so Itadori's like I want you to get the fuck out of my way so here you go you can have it and tosses the uh, case over and Fushiguro opens it but it's empty and it turns out the object was so strong that 
it had tainted the box. And so uh, Fushiguri has been reacting to the box and not the object itself. And Itadori then says that uh, the other two members of the occult club were planning to remove the talisman from the seal at the school tonight. And Fushiguro says that if they do that, they are definitely going to die. And then we cut to the occult club where they start peeling the seal off the talisman. And it turns out to be a dried, severed human finger. And uh, all the candles immediately blow out and a monster begins emerging from the ceiling. Itadori and Fushigoro arrive at the school and are stopped by just the sheer pressure from the evil. Um, we can see the dark energy emanating from the school's fourth floor. Fushiguro asks him to stay there and Itadori insists on going and then he just fucking ditches him anyway. Mm hmm. <laughs> the monster is roaming the hall looking for Sasaki and Ichiguro rolls up, but uh, he has like a monster attached to the top of his head like it's a head crab. And then mm -hmm. um, Fushiguro is sprinting up the hall. A monster blocks him and he summons some fucking sick demon wolves to kill the monster. And um, outside, Itadori wonders if he's really going to stay here and not help his friends. And he reflects on the fact that he's scared of death. And then he remembers his grandfather's words and clenches his fist. Now, it's also cool because it, it's... It reminds me of a lot of like some SMT type shit where you're just using your own curse to fight other curses. Well, our guy does just turn into a nocturne guy later. Yeah, it's very much that. Yeah. 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 So inside uh, Fushigoro uh, rounds the corner and the main big monster is there about to devour uh, Sasaki. Fushigoro is seemingly too late. It's going to eat her and the object. And then suddenly Itadori just drop kicks through the window which is the fourth floor window uh-huh yeah <laughs> the fourth floor window uh crashes through grabs the frame of the window to swing in and uh punch that goddamn curse in the face mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh he he then picks up both sasaki aguchi and the cursed object uh and the thing just explodes into a, a bunch of wriggling cursed centipedes very gross very good that's because uh, Fushiguro shows up and just like obliterates it with a hand wave. Mm -hmm. Big oogie boogie energy, though. Yeah, everything is like really goofy with like big eyes and like big mouths and stuff. Like it's kind of silly. You know what they look like? You know what it's like? Is it's like Berserk 2016 demons. No, it's like the uh, real monsters <laughs> monster. That You're holds right. Up his eyes yeah, his yeah, yeah. His yeah, name yeah, is yeah. Krom. Krom. Yes. Good pull. Krom, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, his name is Crumb. Crumb is the guy Crumb. from Fire Emblem. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh, no, Crumb is the, the seeker from Harry Potter. I don't. Is that true? Hmm. He's one of them. OK, I never uh, John admitting he knows the deep lore here. <laughs> Talk the, about curse. The, the, the deepest. Ask me where their shit goes. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I hear the hand wave it away. It's pretty good. Fujishiro's Shikinamis, uh, the demon wolves, uh, begin eating all of the gross cursed centipedes. Itadori is a little bit grossed out by that, but he just says that he isn't scared. And he seems very cool about this whole situation. <laughs> uh-huh. Very nonplussed. Um, yeah. So Fushiguro and Itadori uh, chat for a second, and uh, then he tells uh, Itadori that uh, someone would only uh, eat the finger to gain more curse power. So that's what this curse was trying to do. And then that's immediately, you know, that's what's going to happen. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, 
But their discussion here is interrupted as a uh, even a bigger curse hand uh, begins reaching uh, for the finger through the ceiling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Ushiguro shoves Itadori out of the way as the hand slams down and tells him to run uh, before getting uh, thrown completely through a wall. Owned. Out, yeah, just like out, out the window, practically. Uh, Itadori appears and runs interference for Fujiguro for a bit with the curse. And uh, the latter telling him, say, you can't do anything because only a curse can banish another curse. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm. uh, in the middle of this fight, I, I believe they're on the roof of the yeah. school at this point. They're on like a roof yeah. walkway. Yeah, there's like a bridge connecting like two buildings. And so like there's like a higher roof above it. So Itadori gets snatched up by the curse. And uh, in a moment of like, you know, heroes call to action sort of thing, he decides he's going to uh, eat the finger in order to get himself out of this scenario and save his friends. And Fushiguro is like, you're going to die if you do that, uh, because it's like a one in a million <laughs> chance that it doesn't just immediately, you know, kill somebody to eat this finger. Then that's it. Real short show talking about Death Note next week. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, then, but Itadori explodes out of the creature's grip and obliterates it with the flick of an arm. And he then grows two extra eyes on the side of his face, like underneath his other eyes. Yeah, like where the cheekbones are, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, he has um, face and arm markings, like, as we mentioned, the protagonist in Nocturne. And then he starts cackling in a different voice. And the reason why that is, is because the object has... Uh, well, essentially reincarnated. Well, it's not re mm, has. In, yeah, I guess it's not reincarnated. reconstituted. Yeah, because it never died. It's inside. Yeah. The, the word they use Just is incarnated, <laughs> which I hate, but is correct. He, he he's reconstituted it's, it's inside 100% of this other person. Correct. And uh, he, he starts. No, that's different because that implies there's another <laughs> no, body inside the body. <laughs> Also, he wouldn't be re- reconstituted until all of the fingers get up in there. Yeah, for real, that. <laughs> but anyway, this evil person's back. He's controlling the door's body, and he's cackling himself, saying, "Wow, there's so many people here now. I'm gonna murder everyone." And he also calls out, "Like, I'm gonna find some women," and I'm like, "Oh, that's gross." Yeah, he's just like all the women and children. Yeah, gonna real go murder The energy coming from this uh, extremely evil personality uh then itadori's voice speaks to it tells him to stop using his body and uh there's a bit of a struggle uh where itadori is trying to get his uh body back from the force that is controlling him and does he does he succeed in this part of the scene or is that next yeah. episode okay well we're not sure yeah and it, it's okay well, yeah yeah because yeah. the markings it, are still there looks yeah he's he's putting up itadori's putting up a good right. fight but we're not sure who is maintain who's going to like come out on top and control uh then fushiguro says that under jujutsu regulations uh he's going to exercise him and uh gets into position to do so and the episode ends takes us into episode two for myself um we take pick up immediately where we left off where where they're on the roof and itadori just claims in his normal voice that he's fine and the markings faded. He's like, we should just both go to our hospital. We got beat up pretty bad. And Fushigoro doesn't know what to do. But then suddenly a white haired man <laughs> named Gojo Satoru. He's the guy from the episode one intro appears next to him and just saying, 
you know, I was in the area doing some tourism. I wasn't going to come, but the higher ups are kind of flipping out a little bit. What was going on here? Gojo is fucking amazing. Love him. I love him. Love him. But because mm-hmm. he's also like, wow, you're looking pretty rough. It takes a million selfies. Like, I'm going to show these <laughs> to the second use. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he gives very few fucks. Inodori tells Gojo that he ate the finger and he is taken back. Gojo asks, can he swap with the curse um, for like 10 seconds or so? And Itadori's like, yeah, sure. Sukuna immediately just goes hard at Gojo, but can't land a blow on him at all. And then he is um, blown super far back by a single punch from Gojo. And then there's a bunch of sick anime fights. Then time expires and Itadori takes control again. Gojo is very surprised that he can, in fact, control it and then walks up, taps him on the forehead and he and Itadori uh, immediately passes out. Fushigoro asks why, and Gojo says if he's still in control when he wakes up, he might be a suitable vessel. And Gojo asks what should be done with Itadori, and Fushigoro tells him the rules say he should be executed, but his personal feelings want Itadori to live. He's a softy. So we cut right back uh, to the scene we saw in the episode one opening, where Gojo tells Itadori that he's going to be executed. He then follows that up with, but I got your sentence suspended. It's very good <laughs> because the first line is so serious. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to be fine. So then we get a lot of just uh, exposition on the show's premise. Gojo pulls out another good finger and uh, tells us that there are 20 total. Itadori is, thinks, uh, what are there like 10 fingers and 10 toes? No, no. He had four arms. <laughs> um, That's very good. <laughs> Yeah, he then demonstrates that they can't uh, be destroyed by throwing it into a wall and blasting it, completely destroying the wall and talismans they so uh, carefully put up. Mm-hmm. Not very careful. Bad spacing on those. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's, it's for it's, it's for a The balance is there, Chris. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not supposed to be symmetrical. It's supposed to be. You get what you pay uh, for with balance. your contractors. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can't even take a single fucking finger. So. He says that the curses end up growing stronger by the day and uh, the the aged seals that are put around them can't keep up. Um, but that's where Itadori comes in. When he dies, the curse that's inside him will go with him. So Gojo proposes that Itadori eats all of the fingers so he has all of the Sukuna curse inside of him and then he can be killed. Uh, so this is this is our premise. This is our uh, our setup for our monsters of the week. Uh, we need to find and eat all twenty fingers. It's very funny that he said you could just die now, which is completely useless to them, <laughs> right? Or you can just do this horrible yeah, thing, yeah. and then then we'll kill you. And it's like, well, why don't you just tell him you have no choice? Like, I guess you want him to choose for himself, but like it's still ridiculous. Yeah, you want him to choose for himself, but also. That's exactly what sells it to Itadori. Uh huh. He wants to protect his friends. He wants to protect people. Yeah. His grandfather told yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wants to protect the power of friendship. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He starts like referring to his grandfather's like wish to have him help people as like its own curse, which is like like major burn on his grand <laughs> recently dead grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, be a good person oh, fuck didn't tell me to help people god if only he was just as much of an asshole all the time 
<laughs> oh yeah, I think we totally skipped the part where the grandfather wanted to give um, Itadori information about his parents, like tell him about his parents. I never did. To be fair, I had no idea he was going to die in the next 15 seconds. <laughs> it kind of feels like it in retrospect. Like in retrospect, you're like, oh, of course they're not going to talk about it. It was it was in the notes and we brought it up, but we brushed by it just as fast as Itadori did. Yeah. He just he didn't want to hear shit about his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did bring it up because we did. We did the line read about you don't have to be so cool. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Grandpa gets the line out and then you sit there for maybe half a second going, oh, this must be some cool explanation shit for why he's so strong. Nope. Yeah, well, he, he we're not going to hear that. We're not going to hear that now anyway. Uh, yeah, it, it, it passes yeah. super quickly, but I'm sure it'll be very important later. So we're at the hospital and uh, Sasaki is sitting besides Gucci, who got fucked up pretty bad. Uh, Itadori rolls in and Sasaki says that uh, he's fine, but unresponsive. And uh, she has... And she talks about how she feels guilty because she feels like she caused what happened. And uh, she tells him about the monster because apparently at the point where Itadori shows up, she, I guess, passed out from the mm -hmm. gross monster groping that was going on. Ugh. I don't think that groping is what made her pass out, That Yeah, it was probably the <laughs> curse, but still unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> they animate that a little it was too unfortunate, well. But it, it went by very quickly. Yeah, it was very short. Uh, he then uh, just tells her about the curses and the finger and that it's actually his fault and <laughs> somehow and immediately uh try, basically he's just trying to remove you know her emotional burden over this because it's not really her fault but it kind of is. it's really well done though like yeah. the delivery the delivery very good yeah he, he delivers yeah. it like very quickly and then he like kind of pieces out and doesn't give her a moment to like ask any questions about it which is like how do you know all this what 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 you were there <laughs> but i i think that's almost like in a way to me that feels more believable mm -hmm. yeah because itadori just wants to get the fuck out of there he doesn't want to dwell on the shit what right. you're really saying is i can't believe there wasn't a five minute anime dialogue about it Oh, yeah, that, that's right. kind of what I expected to be like, oh, by the way, yeah, I was hanging out there and then this dude showed up with some wolves and then I ate a finger and now I'm cursed. And it's like, he's just like, no, no, peace. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you at school tomorrow. <laughs> he does the Final <laughs> Fantasy 14 explain the plot emote and then just moves on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Itadori and Gojo are hanging out on a bench outside and Gojo says, uh, what happened is a really good outcome because uh, usually the bodies are ripped apart and he can't say that that sort of thing won't happen to him if he goes to hunt more of these Sukuna fingers. There's a very short like uh, animation while he's explaining this that is very gross and very good, like torn apart body horror shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like we're talking we're talking like Berserk Eclipse stuff here, buddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Right, because it was like this dude like splatted against a wall, right? Yeah, yeah, splatted and flayed Ugh. in a way that like Ugh. his meat is still hanging onto his bones, but all of his bones are visible. Love Ugh. to have to pause there so I can type these notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes by so quick. You're like, oh, gross, uh, and then you move the on. You... House. That's good. Yeah. So Itadori is then hanging out. Uh, <laughs> the notes say hanging out with the cremated body. That's not. <laughs> comically small tweezers for this by the way yeah yeah they, they had cremated 
his grandfather's body and they're packing the urn. He's picking out the, the bones from the cremation bed and putting them in a box. How do they get the ashes in there? Is there like a little like dust buster that you empty out into the urn? Man, I, I don't know, man. I'm sure I'm sure someone could tell you. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. <laughs> no, it's just a shop vac. Oh, That's what I just said. <laughs> I thought you said dust buster. It's just it's very different. A shop vac is, a shop vac is too big. You would never use a wet dry vac for dust mat. The filter is not that good. Depends on how big the person is you're cremating, I think. Well, I mean, you can like that, put a decent they, they have the same amount of bones, bag. Matt. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the, the same amount of bones. The bones is an expression, not real. <laughs> they have the same amount of bones, but they could be different sizes. There's a lot of flesh too that gets cremated along with it. I think, like, I can think of a lot of people whose bones are probably much larger than mine. Mm-hmm. Stephen Merchant. There's basically Peck? on One World Memorials. There's basically a WikiHow article on how to transfer ashes to a cremation urn or jewelry. Mm. so like you, not a swiffer is oh, a they swiffer? just give you a plastic bag huh is it at least a double seal ziploc i don't know <laughs> it doesn't say that's a, that's a registered trademark you can't do that's that <laughs> okay <laughs> that's true the glad with air freshener stuff but like also trademark vanilla scented loved ones <laughs> sorry first gather these materials your chosen urn or box of the correct size which is a link a flat level working surface area in an area that is well lit and undisturbed by wind or breeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. oh, yeah. Because otherwise you turn into that scene from the Big Lebowski, which is no fun. I want to know. Th- th- this is all after they get in the bag. How do they get it in the bag? <laughs> Chris, how do they get the body They're in devil. the bag? Anyway. <laughs> right. So. Itadori then <laughs> asks Gojo uh, if he has a uh, a finger on him, you know, one of the Sakuna fingers, and he just happens to be chilling with one. Oh, no, Grandpa finger. <laughs> he just has a finger in his pocket, and uh, Itadori just swallows it immediately. <laughs> and uh, like the, the funny thing is, like, when he eats these things, it's, like, very cartoonish, like, one gulp kind of thing. Like, there's no chewing. <laughs> and it has, like, a big fingernails on it and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, that fingernail is tearing up his esophagus. <laughs> he's just he's just like swallowing it whole. It's real weird. Uh, yeah. Not to mention, I, I'm sure like a cursed object is not free of disease. Yeah, pr- prob- it's probably full of disease, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably mostly disease. Yeah. Then Sukuna begins to emerge and Itadori doubles over. But then he stands up with no marks on his face, complaining about how gross the finger was. And Gojo thinks that ah, that settles it. Uh, we've seen someone who could control the curse and uh, they haven't had somebody like that in over a thousand years, which is, uh, you know, jackpot, I guess. Oh, no. What a sad Q&A blog. What size urn do I need for my dog? <laughs> it depends on the breed. $30 for a small dog. $300 for a large dog. Oh, $30 for a small dog in a communal cremation? Just like a big pile of shove in there, fuck, dude. Can dude, you that's like... like <laughs> Chris, 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 it's a dog park in heaven is what's going on there. So how big of a dog would you have to have for, like, the big dog option being more economical than the small dog option? Like, can you just, like... 
I'm, I'm sure you could buy like get a gold box. Can you get box. like eight <laughs> small dog cremations for your for your? Um, Do I really get my order? dog's ashes back? It depends on the type of cremation you choose. If you get a communal one, you only get a portion of it, which includes your dog and others. That's Ugh. like a it's like a dog sampler. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> it's you go down to Rupert Tuesdays to get the dog platter. <laughs> it's it's like one of those build a pixie stick uh, kiosks so that with dog dust. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh my God! How long do ashes last? <laughs> Turns out forever. <laughs> yeah, spoilers! It's just burnt carbon. <laughs> Oh, oh, no, they make urns for weirdos. Biodegradable urns for what you can't pick if you want to bury or burn your dog. Huh. Yeah, it's in the shape of the huh. Christmas story lamp. You look, there has to be there has to be waifu urns. That has to be. A oh, thing. my God. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> urns. We burns. <laughs> well, this is an urn with a flames and a Harley on it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, kitty uh, cremation urns. Let's go. Put it in recording text. <laughs> Bing is taking a long time to load this image. It's okay. We can cut out the dead time. Oh, you can cut out my the dead time. <laughs> okay, oh, this no. is my favorite thing here is the search result Fuck. says Harley Davidson urns for human ashes as though there are separate urns for the ashes of your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> right, I gotta go to Google Images. Biggest shit in the bed here. Google Images. I, I do know somebody who has uh, anime girled her uh, Vespa. Anime waifu urn. There's a yeah. There's a Hatsune Miku. Um, I think it's an Eclipse that rolls around Toledo. Uh, it's very good. Mm. That's what I would expect from uh, Toledo. It's full rep. Anime theme. There's the, uh, there's a uh, old uh, Goof Troop Cadillac sitting over on the east side. Goof Troop, that's a pull. Yeah. I don't know why I had like the feeling that I should not feeling like I had the thought that I should watch the goofy a goofy movie again for the first time since I did as a kid because people were like talking you know about it in like Slack or something, and I was like, it's pretty. Good. I remember liking that movie at the time. Yeah. I still like it. I I listen to the soundtrack on a regular basis. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> that owns the, the uh, Hello Kitty urn. God. Oh my God! Yes. Oh, here's the Harley one. This one's sick. Uh, what are you doing? Why are you? Why are we back on Bing? I didn't want to be. On, what happened to Google? Want to click on this? I don't know copy how you're image? finding these because I I search anime urn and it comes up with. A bunch of <laughs> lolly shit. Of course it's lolly shit. I mean, a lot of it is. And it's not urns. Oh. It's like ghost urn? Or pendula yeah. in the crimson yeah, You gotta add a bunch of You gotta add cremation. Cool. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Thank I'm you. Still, I can't find a Hatsune Miku one, which is what I'm really looking for. Let's, it's, Chris, it's what there's a hole really in the market. We can fill it. <laughs> How sick is that motorcycle urn, by the way? It's, it's pretty sick. Like... <laughs> Simple but effective. Okay, someone just slapped a, <laughs> a fucking sticker on Wait, a, on a you put your ashes in the motorcycle urn? Are you the so ghost rider now? John just dropped a picture of uh, an urn with a SpongeBob giving a I thumbs think I'm up. I'm going to leave most of this in, probably. Uh, which is pretty yeah. good. Oh, how many? Ooh. 
How many versions of like Punisher skull uh, urns do you think there are? Punisher. Oh, oh, hold up. Hold up. The way to find this really is to search thin blue line urn. Oh, guys, can you hear me? I mean, yeah, that's the real answer. Do you get to bring your own? Do you get to bring your own urn? <laughs> Funeral. Shout out to this website, funerals360.com. <laughs> uh, 360 no soul. Hello? Hold on, hold on, hold on, though. What about 420urns.com? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> He 420 blazed it. Just weed leaf smack there on your own. Hey, we watched an anime. What? Uh, I'm having a lot of fun here. Notes. Is it? Where uh, are we? I've been very busy. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. We drove Matt out of the podcast. Right, well, now that Matt's not here, I'm going to continue looking for urns. Anime cremation urns. <gasps> oh, I think I found one. Oh, this was even better. John, click on it. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, what are we looking at here? What the fuck is this? It's a Cogsworth oh urn necklace. It's a Cogsworth. <laughs> also, oh, it is anime is in the title. Piece? <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Um, I never even thought to just look at it. It's also in her home and kitchen, which is very funny to me. <laughs> anime urn. Well, you can just shop for urns on Amazon. This never occurred to me. Looking directly for uh, Hatsune Miku urns uh, is not turning up any results. I know. Big bummer. Gotta get an urn that looks like the pot of greed. That would be very good. Yeah, that should exist, right? That should could be official that. from Konami. I mean, we could just make it and sell it on Etsy. No, because then I gotta make it. This one's labeled as Hello Kitty, but it's just Betty Boop on a motorcycle. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Why do you need a six pack of urns? Hell yeah. <laughs> Me and the boys cracking a few dusty ones. <laughs> the pro- so here's the problem: is I have to decide how much urn chat to leave in. Oh no! I found another SpongeBob one. I mean, most of it is Google image searching, which is very good podcast content. So all of it. People love that, to be honest. <laughs> I'm back. back. Hello. I'm back. Great. What is this? Sorry, you, you missed me finding a six pack of urns, which John referred to as cracking a dusty one with the boys. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> God, <laughs> Matt, Matt, click on my Amazon link. Okay. Oh, this is too much. Oh my, oh my God. God! There's there is a trend of just large dog faces on urns. I'm really upset that I couldn't find a pot of greed urn. I'm going to go to Etsy and look at urns while you guys continue doing the podcast. Do you know what's most upsetting about this to Uh, me is that it is shaped like a watch, but there's no hands on it. (laughs) Also, it has Cogsworth on it and is labeled anime. (laughs) That's also very funny. (laughs) The Aurora Borealis Northern Lights urn. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Etsy, lots of bespoke urns. Let's go. Anime urns, <laughs> no results. I'm gonna search cool urns. Where can I get my monthly urn box? <laughs> <laughs> there are not very many cool urns on Etsy. Oh, nope, that's not an urn. That's just a figure. Top quality bunny girl. 
Uh, thank you. Duck, duck, duck. Yeah, surprisingly few, actually. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, the, this is a market that we could get into. That's what let's I get said. into it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's steal <laughs> art from other anime. We'd have to design our own anime girl. Is the thing we'd have to like design the pitch drop <laughs> oh. waifu. Pitch drop tan. <laughs> pitch drop tan. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I need to scrap some money together for a commission real quick. Uh, do we know? Okay. You think, you think Darren would do it? Does Darren no. do anime? Darren might do it. Hold up. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask. <laughs> How serious are we about paying for this? Because I would pay for this. 100%. I would pay one third of this. Oh, no. This needs to be our, our like network, our, like secondary, I would say secondary network icon. <laughs> okay. Hold up. Let me search for. Let's go to Discord. And we also only important things happen during recording. <laughs> we definitely need all Cibola. the time. I was going to edit though. Yeah, definitely. Let's. We need to bring in Sybil in the design phase. <laughs> <laughs> she would absolutely go ham. She'd go nuts for that. Yeah. See, the problem is like I'm sure I could find people who would draw it, but like people they would draw it that would also know the right tone. <laughs> For the design, <laughs> like just how cursed it needs to be. Uh, well, there goes all of the time I would have spent editing this between now and Monster. So let's carry on with this podcast. All right, also, let's do it. I'm gonna leave we, a lot of this in. Do yeah, we make do it, it? Do we? Okay. <laughs> do we make it a Monster Girl made of pitch? <laughs> oh, like a slime girl? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, like a slime girl. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be a slime girl? Whatever. You can put your dick in it wherever, Matt. I, I, oh, <laughs> what? What what do you want me to be? <laughs> oh god. Who knew that the show about curses would have the most cursed episode? <laughs> Wait, did it, how far did we well, make it? I well, was not paying any attention to we're, we're, we're like until our monster Mr. Mace. We're, we're, uh, we're like two thirds. We're two thirds. Um, no, I don't know where we are on the document. No, we're, uh, we're, 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 um, uh, we're here. We get some gorgeous shots. All right. <sighs> so pretending like all of that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After Itadori accepts his anime quest, we cut to some gorgeous shots of the Jujutsu school, and they are playing under some discussion from Itadori and Gojo. Oh, we, we definitely didn't uh, say that. Oh, by the way, he's getting he's transferring to Jujutsu school. <laughs> Whatever. He's going to oh, wizard yeah, school. He, he's being forced transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's very convenient that he has no family left, and so moving to Tokyo from the sticks is not a big deal. <laughs> right. Uh, the school's cover, the public face, the school's public facing cover is that it's a religious school, and many sorcerers continue to use it as a base after graduation. So it's really a pillar of the jujutsu community. Gojo then says that Itadori is going to have an interview with the principal. Then Sukuna's mouth pops out of the side of his face and he tries to cover it up and then it pops out of his hand, which is very funny. It's awesome. Um, it <laughs> just starts shit talking Gojo. Uh, this is way better, way better body stuff than Parasite, a show people think is good. Gojo says it's an honor to be targeted by Sukuna. Um, all of the sorcerers to get banded together and couldn't even defeat him a thousand years ago. He is the king of curses. And then Gojo's like, I'd be able to defeat him, though. <laughs> they enter the school and the principal is busy sewing stuffed animals. Gojo introduces Itadori to Principal Yaga Masamichi. 
uh, Itadori introduces himself and then also says, <laughs> I'm Itadori and I'm into girls like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> which I then had to Google because I'm like, I don't know who this is. Oh, my God. No, of course not. Oh, she's great. Still don't know who that is. <laughs> After looking at a picture. <laughs> You've probably seen a few movies with her in them. I can't look it up right now. I'm busy. She's very charming. In <laughs> yes, we've been so busy this episode. <laughs> look, I spent all of my looking up unrelated stuff time already. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Masamichi asks Itadori why he's here, and he tells him of his anime quest to eat all the fingers. Masamichi wants more than that from him, saying people die every day. Why should you care about the people who die from Sukuna? And then Itadori says it's to honor a dying wish. And then Masamichi just says, you fail this interview stands up and then one of the dolls stands up growls and then just goes at itadori just punching him the whole way across the room mm-hmm. and it's a really like pudgy bear danganronpa looking doll yeah okay, it, this is like a jojo's fight if teddy uh-huh. from persona 4 was there <laughs> it's it's like what if you cross a teddy bear with like the one-eyed dude from monster inc like mike wazowski <laughs> mike wazowski yeah mike wazowski that's kind of the vibe wazowski. i got Itadori uh, sprints at this uh, pudgy little demon, uh, punches it, and it ricochets around the room like a pinball, uh, too fast to track, before completely slamming into his face. Mm -hmm. Masamichi is dissatisfied with the elaboration um, that Itadori offered up. That was a family member's wish. Uh, He asks if he's going to blame his grandfather uh, when he's killed by a curse, too. Owned. Yeah, mm-hmm. Itadori uh, is taken back by his response and then sucker punched again by the doll. Uh, Masamichi tells him that the rate that you're going, you could curse your grandfather. Sorcerers rarely die without regrets. Itadori then kind of realizes that he's always been good in fights, but the situation that he's now in is now something that only he can do. Um, Itadori tells Masamichi... Uh, that he needs to do this because only he can and it will save lives. And if he didn't do it, then he would be sitting at home uh, just reading shit and come across articles of people dying because of these curses and he would feel bad. Uh, Masamichi uh, then just tells Gojo to show him to the dorm and tells him that he passes. You know, I, I did have the thought that like, if he was getting into fights and he's as strong as he is, he probably already murdered somebody <laughs> or at least maimed he them very badly. Murdered a few people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and from the sounds of from the sounds of everyone at his old school, he was transferred from somewhere else. Yeah, he totally murdered. He, he, he totally like, I don't know, like knocked somebody's eye out or something. Some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which they'll, they'll never mention. But anyway, we cut to Itadori in his dorm room. And uh, he gets a dorm all to himself, which is very, very nice. And I think he puts up a like a sexy poster on the wall, it's, too. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's big bucks and bikini lady. Yeah, pro- probably Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> it's not. It should have been. <laughs> it should have been. It doesn't look anything like Matt, you can jerk off on your own time. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, he's told that the second and third years are out on missions right now. And uh, Gojo says that there's no reason uh, that he and uh, Fushiguro couldn't just go out and find all the fingers without uh, Itadori uh, because uh, Itadori has no real reason to fight. And uh, he refuses, saying that uh, he would be uh, bored just hanging around doing nothing. 
I love the little cute animation of like a really like beat up Fushiguro coming in with a new finger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, oh, he's just like thanks, laid back on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then says that if it was that easy, they would have found them all already because some admit powerful waves. However, some are quiet and some of them have already been eaten by other curses. Uh, but it'd be much easier for him to find them since he has already got some Sukuna in him already. And uh, Sukuna wants to reunite with the rest of his other pieces and go back to full power. So he is both a vessel and a locator for these fingers. Uh, Fushiguro is apparently also his uh, next door neighbor. And uh, Gojo did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> And Fushiguro doesn't Fushiguro like this at all. Fushiguro is very unenthused. <laughs> He's very much like, I don't, I don't get away from me, leave me alone. But then uh, Gojo says they are going to roll out because they are going to pick up the uh, third first the, year. Technically, the second first year, I think. Fushiguro's the first year. Later. She she would be the the second because she enrolled first before uh, Itadori. Yeah, I guess the third one to arrive at the building. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a scene then of a brown haired girl eating aboard a train. And then we get the uh, credit sequence for the first time, which is uh, some real groovy music and uh, a bunch of the main cast uh, dancing, wearing, you know, modern clothing, just shout outs to Atlas is (laughs) <laughs> fantastic holy shit oh yeah it, it's very good dancing animation like good choreography very well rendered yeah yeah i posted something for later uh that takes us into episode three girl of steel Uh-oh. oh <laughs> oh the, my god the... chris <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> hatsune miko cremation song <laughs> with english subs excuse me <laughs> Yeah, we can check, we can check it out real quick if you want to. Oh God, I, we the have lyrics to. include preparing for the pending destruction. Oh, oh, it's four minutes and forty seconds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is a song for people about to cremate someone else. And it's like... And it's kind of like a jaunty, like, almost, um... Oh, it's a bop. Like, oh god, what style is this? I'm trying it to It sounds think. like a Mega Man stage level. Oh, it does, yeah, especially with that synth line. This is what you listen to on your way to fight... Yeah, this is what you fight on your way to on your way to get Chill Penguin or whatever. <laughs> or more like whatever the, the fire <laughs> fire dude is on that particular his name is Flame uh, Mammoth Flame Mammoth excuse me is that Mega Man 2? Flame Mammoth? no that's Mega Man X oh, okay Mega Man 2 is Magma Man right <laughs> flare up your sadness oh my god yeah why 
It has a swing rhythm. Why would you do that? <laughs> it's fucking frosting. I'll throw you in the fire and cremate you <laughs> as the sparkle fades away. Swear up your sadness, I will let you shine at the end. Oh my god. I guess I'm just putting this in the podcast. <laughs> I think we have to. It is here's a two hour podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm stopping. This is ridiculous. Oh my god! Oh I, gotta my god. I gotta finish the bridge, Matt. Oh. oh, the bridge is so long. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. No. Good lord. That's okay. That that's some gold there. <laughs> How can they have this and not have an urn? The urn should be playing. It should have a button that plays this song. <laughs> Whoever is working marketing over there is fucking it up. Where are they gonna go? Where are they gonna go? paste this in AV Club? <laughs> you sure it's not shit in, in several in several discords? No. no. <laughs> Matt, it'd be shit pit if the song was bad. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm forced to admit the song is good. Come <laughs> on. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Episode three: Girl of Steel from uh-huh. the top. Uh-huh. The girl arrives uh-huh. in Tokyo, and we get some lovely city shots. Like very good. I like all of the um, the environmental shots are like hyper detailed, like mm-hmm. more detailed than the rest of the show. It's like, oh yeah, they're about as detailed as the um, the environment shots in like four point oh. Mm-hmm. they're also they I, I don't know how exactly to say it. They're, they're softer than the rest of the illustration it, it's it, it's really nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's pleasant itadori and bushiguro are talking about how jujitsu sorcerers are rare so the class is tidy he's like why are there only three have you ever met someone who can see curses no i guess not <laughs> uh-huh. uh Gojo's there, and then the whole gang meets up with the girl who introduces herself as Kugisaka. She's got like very sharp features and like a and uh, like a pretty sharp pixie cut. Yeah, very serious look on this one. She also introduces herself as quote the one woman in your school's grips. Welp. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm the love interest. <laughs> that was a very clean take to cut out later. <laughs> thank god my wife doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> what's your wife's email <laughs> no <laughs> so kugisaki is uh judging them extremely hard it goes into her pov and itadori and uh fushiguro's faces uh get very goofily animated um itadori apparently looks like a uh potato who uh, ate his own boogers in grade school and uh, Fushiguro uh, burns animals, which is like, yikes, like that's extreme. (laughs) At the same time, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh. Gojo then announces that uh, they will now go on a tour of Tokyo, starting with uh, Roppongi. Itadori and uh, Kugisaki are very excited to tour through uh, Tokyo and but we smash cut to an extremely abandoned extremely shitty and extremely cursed building very funny Mm -hmm. yes 
So Gojo says uh, this will now be a field test uh, for uh, Itadori and uh, Kugisaki uh, to practice exercising. Removing demons, not jazzercising. Uh, Gojo gives uh, Itadori a big-ass knife since he doesn't know uh, jutsu. Uh, cursed objects can only be damaged by cursed objects, and he doesn't want Sukuna to uh, go out rampaging, uh, doing his killing thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just that. It's that he specifically wants him to learn to do it without relying on that, as it will become increasingly harder for him to control uh, as he gets more yeah. fingers. So he has to learn how to handle it without. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gets he gets a very cool uh, cursed blade. A little short. Uh, it's very goofy. The proportions are weird. It's very short. It, it's a little meat cleavery, but it's it, also like a dagger. Okay, it's like it's like the steak. It's like a steak knife that Cloud would have. <laughs> it does kind of have that proportion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's probably got a specific name, but we just don't know what it is. <laughs> I think we know what it is, and I didn't write it down. I have no idea what it is. No, not, I'm just trying. Oh, not, to not think. the Buster Sword. You... I mean, like the the type of knife this is. Or type of dagger. Yeah. No one thought you were talking about the Buster Sword, Matt. <laughs> you sure? Do you change out your material when you go from a sirloin to a ribeye? Or anyway, Ku- anyway, Kugisaki. Uh, or sorry, go ahead. Podcast going yeah, great today. I know. <laughs> uh, well, it's called Slaughter Demon, actually. Oh, the name of the That's actual knife. Uh huh. That's very cool. Good. It's named what it does. Why would you make the subtitle uh, it does of what this? It said on the tin. Why would you make the caption of this GIF Yuji using Slaughter Demon to exercise a curse instead of using Slaughter Demon to Slaughter Demon? <laughs> Big letdown. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be tighter. Mm-hmm. I agree. Demon Slaughter. So uh, the two of them head in. Uh, Fushiguro here uh, isn't going in. Uh, he's being held back since he's still recovering from the previous fight. Mm-hmm. It's also a test, but. Yeah. Yeah. So Kugisaki immediately wants to split up and she'll take the top and go down. He'll do the bottom and go up. And she wants why? to split up because she's just instantly annoyed by Itadori. She does not like him at all. Uh, she doesn't like anybody, actually. Right. She doesn't now. Like and a uh, very difficult person to deal with. It is constantly giving everyone shit. Extremely unlikable. Also. Uh huh. Yeah. So. After they split up, a curse immediately descends on Itadori, and he takes it apart by cutting off most of his legs and then stabbing it in the head. And, uh... Oh no, Matt disappeared again. Oh no. Time to look up Urn. Yeah, back to Urn chat. Yeah, I always thought that I wanted to be cremated for one of those, like, tree urns, but... The more and more I search for these anime urns, I, I know what it must do. Can you believe that you get no results if you type dope urns into Etsy? That is pretty lame. Oh, you know what? Oh, oh, going to Redbubble. Wonder if they sell urns. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Uh, or like Zazzle. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, 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 okay, hold up. Uh, fandom urns. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's that's okay i'm not gonna lie that made Damn me it. laugh i typed urns into Redbubble and up came a sticker that says all men are cremated equal <laughs> nice there's a so there's a company that makes urns called stardust memorials and they are completely shitting themselves for not having a jojo crossover 
Uh, take fandom to the grave with a Star Wars urn. How bad are these? <sighs> What's an urn vault? Oh, this is a box because you're poor. The, the most boring Fallout vault. <laughs> I like I like keepsake urns as an other category. Sick ode on the other ones. Oh, I thought that said <laughs> Nietzsche urns. It's niche urns. <laughs> Here's an urn that plays a quote from the will to power. Ooh, there there is a enterprise shaped urn. Why are these niche urns? Where are the cool urns? Yeah. Where are they? How do you find the cool urns here? Hashtag cool urns. Where do you find the cool urns? There's a last supper urn, which I think is very precocious of someone to choose. Fuck yeah. I want that. Hold <laughs> up. I'm searching. I'm going to search last supper into this. Ur- into- oh, oh no. you're not on Stardust Memorials. John, you got to post oh, this no, last no, supper I was urn. Just on Google. All right. Fine. We're back to urns. Yeah, that's what we do when you leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I fucking the internet is just so terrible today. That fucking rocks. It's a fucking statement. All right. Well, oh, that's how awesome. hard could this be to get like a screen printed urn? It can't be that hard. Custom yeah. urns. Do they, do they do urns on Arts Cow? Well, that's why I was like looking at like a Does red bubble. even exist anymore. Yeah. That's yeah, just a Jolly Roger. We could make a person on Etsy do this and then up upcharge even more. Hell yeah. <laughs> drop ship, <laughs> drop drop ship pitch. Uh... Drop ship pitch drop urns. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyway, you should think I Darren will do an urn? Uh, should I start again? You should you should start. We lost you. Uh... It's about what I'm talking uh, about. He, the t- he takes it apart. OK, so yeah. he takes the uh, curse apart, uh, cutting off most of its uh, arms and legs and then stabbing it in the head, which is uh, which was very, uh, you know, he's just like using his normal strength to do this. Like this he's not using any curse power. So it's just like, again, he's already like a superhuman. You just like start out like yeah. a Goku Artists. and then learn yeah. magic also. Uh-huh. Yeah. And knife fighting. And knife fighting. But uh, back at the top of the building, uh, Kugisaki is talking in a room full of mannequins and says, you know, basically like trying to bait one out. Like, I know you're in here. Just come out so I can kill you. <laughs> and, and then she pulls out two nails and a hammer. And like this hammer has like a heart etched on it. Like it looks Jojo as fuck is what it looks like to me. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like extreme, and, That's and a it's Jolene like, hammer for sure. And it's like glowing in like blue fire and stuff. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You have to look at recording text. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> would buy, the only thing that would make is better if it said "would buy from again." <laughs> for, for dad, here's this pun urn, perfect for my mom. <laughs> it's awfully dark in here. <laughs> Wait, oh my like, god there's it's a picture from wisconsin there's this picture from this review <laughs> yeah oh hell yeah <laughs> oh, <it's> a, <laughs> that, that fucking rocks uh now you just need like okay, another one for her dad that's like i'm with stupid and an arrow <laughs> <laughs> I'm with stupid tombstone. Yes, of course. Of course it does. There are so many of these. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, good lord. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> so the way um, Kugisaki uh, uses this uh, hammer and nails combo is that, like, she just like hits the nail like midair with her hammer and just drives it into the like eye where the eyes would be on a mannequin, and then she uses, and then we go to the uh, the eye catch after that lands. I don't think we see her push it in until afterwards, right? No. Okay. Um, no. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, and then and then two eyes open up on the mannequin, but not where the eyes were supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks sick. Yeah. Kugisaki snaps, energy emanates from the nails, and the mannequin head explodes. Then she spies a child behind some boxes. It's just like fucking sick odes her. Do you want to come out now? No. <laughs> and then like a monster that basically looks like a gangly Karibo emerges from the wall and picks up the kid by the head and threatens to slit his throat with its nail. She keeps calm, thinking that if she dies, the kid dies. But if the kid dies, she doesn't. So, uh, it'll be all right. She drops her weapons. The monster smiles and doesn't release the kid. Um, suddenly, a fist comes through the wall next to the monster's head, and you hear Itadori say, damn, I missed. And then he just explodes through the wall, chops off the arm, and the kid is free now. Mm -hmm. The monster phases through the wall to escape, and then she just like throws a voodoo doll on his severed arm and just puts a nail through it, and the monster outside explodes. Just evaporated. So it's like notable here that like she's been like studying this stuff and she knows that this monster shouldn't be smart enough to um like she's been fighting these curses back in her hometown and she's like this one shouldn't be smart enough to be able to have tactics, but it does. Okay, and that's why I skipped a lot of lore where it's because the yeah. curses are stronger in the city because there are more people and more negative emotions. Yep. A lot of it is Gojo explaining this that like she's from the sticks where like Mm -hmm. You know, monsters in the city are a whole different. Piece. But that's like part of her arrogance, too, is that like this kid rolls up, has doesn't even know any shit. He's already fighting demons and he's just like punching them and shit. And uh, she's like, oh, but I studied this, you know, and I, I fought these things before. She's the basement queen that finally made it out to locals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Kugisaki uh, starts reminiscing uh, about an older girl that moved into her village as a kid. Her name was Sari. She was cute. And kind and gave her uh, sweets from the uh, uh, bakery in the city. But she was ostracized by the villagers because she was from the city, uh, eventually driving her out of town. This is where we get the uh, the very good uh, broken car. Itadori and uh, Kugisaki uh, uh, talk and she says that she came to Jujutsu High because she hates the country, wants to move to Tokyo. Uh, she thinks that, you know, if she stayed in the village, she'd be good as dead. Um, she's also... Uh, is very confused and upset that Itadori uh, burst through a concrete wall. Itadori was just like, it's not even reinforced. <laughs> that was a good line. Uh, yeah. It's like he's done this so before. The bad. They go out for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of like little humor beats or like joke beats. And like, I think there's too many of them, to be honest. Like a few of them don't really land because it's a little too silly for me. Like if they like cut that back, like some of the back and forth between like Kugisaki and Itadori by like 50%, I think it would, it would work a little better for me personally. Well, the problem yeah. is, is that Kugisaki is so strongly off-putting immediately that the mm -hmm. humor beats don't work with her. 
Yeah, but like also she's like serious, but then when she like gets like goofy, like to, to land a joke, like it doesn't. It, I don't. It, it's like too big of a swag. Yeah, the, the it's the it's the wrong yeah. style of joke for right. I, I think that's kind of meant to like sell her shell, like she's putting on a front type of thing. And they're trying to make her likable to children, you know, to the people who's yeah. supposed to watch this show. Yeah, because this is. Really- I say children. I really mean teens, but teens are children. Therefore, yeah, teens who are into the mean mommy. <laughs> Chris, I have bad news. Uh, the Internet is into the mean mommy. It's not just kids. So we uh, this is a post uh, post credit sequence. Um, we uh, we hear like a basically a data log talking about the appearance of an enormous curse over a penitentiary so strong that some normal people could see it. It looks like a massive monster in a clear womb type egg. Yeah, it's like if the bridge baby escaped and was 30 times bigger. So fucking gross. Um, so uh, they say that uh, three first year uh, Jutsu students were dispatched and one died. See you next time on Jujutsu Kaisen. What do we think of Jujutsu Kaisen? I, I think like it feels extremely like boilerplate shown in a lot to me. Like, I feel like these beats are very, I mean, we'll see if it goes to interesting places, but it's very much like, yeah, you kind of know where this is going. You kind of know the archetypes, like the animation is cool. Some of the designs are cool, but you know, I'm interested to see more of the world building stuff. I think it has to go somewhere, right? Because you don't yeah. get something that looks this expensive if it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a pretty okay start, but like I wasn't like, hell yeah, <laughs> you know. I'm extremely warm on this so far. Just yeah, it is definitely kind of like at this point boilerplate shonen, um, but it just it feels well paced, and I'm on board for one of those right now. Yeah, well, like even within that, right, we're still talking of a higher quality than you would expect, right? Like we have sure. real emotional minutes yeah. that take only a normal human amount of time rather than eight minutes and, and it being the whole episode. Yeah, it's it's spoilerplate shonen, but the writing is good. The acting is good and the animation is good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it kind of reminded me of like the first episodes of Bleach, which is like that was which I watched like a long time ago when they first started airing in the States. And like it was very much like that same kind of like, oh, yeah, kid just gets kind of subsumed into this immediately. And oh, here we go. I've seen this before. And I think Akutami uh, has said in interviews that Bleach was a huge influence on him. So, yeah, like, yeah you, you picked it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's very much the boss baby me, but for shonen anime for me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, this shouldn't anime i'm getting whiffs of bleach on it what what is the boss baby meme the, the, oh yeah chris it's when uh, like uh, somebody who's only seen boss babies sees a second movie says hmm, i'm getting some boss baby vibes from this <laughs> well that's all yeah, for no, now but itadori is very much like ichigo yeah huge vibes oh no uh <laughs> Don't Google bus baby memes with image with safe speech. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, please tell me there's a crossover with uh, fucking blue velvet or some shit. <laughs> that's, that's all for now. We'll see you in two weeks for episodes four through six. Peace out, fuckers.
like I said up top, thanks for being a patron. Your continued patronage helps us to make the shows that we all love without it becoming a financial burden or having to put ads in them. In case you didn't know, we have other shows that you might enjoy, such as Being Mr. Boop, Lightning Strikes Thrice, being Jim Davis, and last but not least, Boku No Stop. You can help us out further by rating and reviewing your favorite show on iTunes and telling a friend about our podcast. Thanks for being a loyal patron. We'll see you next time.